Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is America's Trucking Network with Steve Summers. Okay, back at it here on a Monday. And a look at our travelers weather this time around. A service of Hot Shots Diesel Extreme, the premium six-in-one diesel additive containing the most concentrated detergent formula on the market. Find Hot Shot Diesel Extreme at TA, Petro, Pilot Locations, and always at hotshotsecret.com. And notice a little chill in the air. Uh, for some along the northern tier of the country, they've had several mornings of Downright freezing temperatures. Uh, we saw a low of 20 degrees uh, last Thursday morning. The tide, uh, the record low uh, from back in 2012 in International Falls. Yeah, lows dipped into the 20s three nights in a row. Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning. Uh, this is some of the coldest air since back in the spring that swept across the Great Lakes in the Northeast. And many areas across the Northeast woke up uh, to see their yards, their roofs, their cars frosted over Saturday and Sunday morning. Uh, the first frosts and freezes are uh, running anywhere from one to, in some cases, three weeks ahead of average for most of the region. And there's a couple more chilly nights still ahead there in the Northeast. Uh, Duluth, Minnesota broke over a 90-year-old record Friday morning, the low 28 degrees. Uh, the old record low for that date was 29 from back in 1929. One year ago to the date, uh, Duluth set another record. It was the warmest low temperature for that date when they only dropped to 65 degrees that morning. What a difference a year can make. Uh, Saranac Lake, New York in the Adirondacks. One of the coldest spots Saturday morning where they bottomed out at 21. Yeah, tied their record last reached in 2014. Uh, they broke, uh, Saranac Lake broke the nearly 100-year-old record uh, with a low of 24 on Friday morning. After challenging the record of 32 degrees, set in 1959, Saturday morning, Altoona, Pennsylvania, Broke the record of 34, set in 1979 on Sunday morning. Uh, the airport there recorded a temperature of 32 degrees just before sunrise Sunday morning. Yeah, a little chilly out there. Now, these frost and freezes are going to kickstart the fall foliage season. Trees beginning to change quickly uh, over the next couple of weeks now. Uh, in much of New England and parts of New York and Pennsylvania that remain in an ongoing drought after a very dry midsummer, uh, the the fall colors are going to be pretty muted this year. Yeah, just going to transition over to brown leaves pretty quick. Areas closer to the Atlantic 
uh, will escape the frost and freezes. But the chill still the coldest since we've seen back in mid-May along the I-95 corridor from Boston all the way down to Baltimore. Yeah, they were in the 40s over the weekend. Along the I-95 corridor, records have not fallen. But temperatures have been and will continue to be 10 to 15 degrees below normal. Yeah, right on through this morning and into the afternoon. Daytime highs on the chilly side. Uh, High temperatures later today uh, in the 60s across much of the northeast and the mid-Atlantic. Yeah, some areas from, say, northern Pennsylvania into New York uh, stuck in the 50s for high temperatures. We will look for a bit of a moderating trend to begin by about midweek. After one last chilly start Tuesday morning, uh, most of the northeast gets back around normal for highs by Tuesday afternoon and a little bit above normal later in the week. But a chilly weekend, indeed, is what we saw. All right, with that around the country, it's 888-860-8785. Happy Monday, horse feathers. Yeah, thank you much. Same back to you, Your Honor. Did you have a little chilly weekend there in Baltimore? Yeah, yeah tied to record yesterday morning, 42. 4-2. Wow. That's so, right, that's right. I think we were down, I think we were about 43, and yeah, I was out on the back porch shivering this past morning. Yeah, well, a friend of mine there lives up in northern Pennsylvania there, and he said that there was a snowmobile track across his front yard the other day there. there was, they had just enough frost on the ground to make the ground white there, so, you know, those those diehard snowmobilers up there, they, they, a couple of them had their machines out there, and they were making tracks in the frost. Anything, anything that gives a little bit of slickness to the bottom there, you know, to let the skis and everything roll. So, so anyways, um, I don't know. I, was, I went vacationing in the Hamptons on Saturday. Can oh, you yeah? believe that? Can you believe that? They're up there with Billy Joel and up there at the end of, end of Long Island. Of course, I was there at 3.30 in the morning. I was done unloading at 4.30, and I was headed back. Headed back to Jersey, so I got into Jersey, I don't know, about 6 o'clock. I guess 5.30, 6 o'clock. But, um, yeah, I got to be up there and ride around where Spaceman and Lobster and all that across the DW Bridge and across Bronx Expressway and the Throgneck and almost got in a fisticuffs match with a UPS driver on the Throgneck Bridge there. They got, they, they got the bridge under construction, and it's three lanes. And the left lane says cars only. The right lane says cars only. So I assume that means all the trucks are supposed to be in the middle lane, correct? Okay. You got three lanes, left lanes, cars, right lanes, cars. That leaves one lane for trucks. So, anyways, the the right lane is closing on the bridge because of the construction. So, me and the trucks are all in the center lane, and there's a UPS truck hauling a container up the left lane that says cars only. And I got my headlights right about his back, his cab where his back window is, and so I can't see anything to the left. And the next thing I know, he's coming in on top of me. So I kind of let him know that he was staying over there, but come to find out, that lane was ending too, so, but I didn't have any idea, because I couldn't see anything with the truck in front of me, and the, with him beside me, you know, I couldn't see any signs or anything to know what was going on over there, but, hey, he just thought it was his right just to shove in on top of me, and I kind of informed him that he didn't, as he was running over cones and barrels, so, but, um, but I guess you shouldn't be out in the cars-only lane with your truck then, should you? Ah, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, 
So, so anyways, if a UPS driver up there in New York, there's about a propane hauler that shoved his ass over, eh, you know who it was. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, but after that, it was a pretty nice ride out there up the Long Island Expressway and ride out there in the dark and unload and ride back in the dark. And I don't know. I don't, from, from what I understand, a couple people I know up that way there, they said that most of the people that evacuated New York City in March for COVID and went out to the Hamptons, they still haven't left. So they've seen a summer out there like they've never seen before, you know, with the, with the amount of people out there when it's able to work from home and do all that, you know, teleworking and all that stuff. So it, um, it, it's been a different summer everywhere pretty much, I guess, even, even in the high elite vacationing areas. So, um, but, um, but just, so anyways, just a little quick pit stop though, just in and out, right? Yeah, yeah. I went up there and dropped off about 9,700 gallons of propane and turned right around and come out. So, um, but that keeps them people warm up there, so they can they can use that. And I imagine it's, it gets chilly out there. You know, you got the ocean on one side, Long Island Sound on the other. The wind blows right across there. You know, it never wind never stops blowing there. So, I don't know. I never I never really did figure out what people like, but it is nice in the summertime because you know even though it's you know you get your 90 degree heat. You, you still got that breeze blowing across there, so you, you get to be out there. And, and, of course, if you're at the right bar at the right time, you know, you might have uh, Billy Joel show up on his motorcycle and come in, sit down, and play the piano and sing you a song. There you go. That does happen out there. Um, but, um, but anyways, hey, to get on to the Supreme Court judge deal here. Now, I remember back in 2016 when – our fearless President Obama was leaving office, and you know the Republicans said that you know he can't, he can't, you know they won't confirm what he wants to do, and Correct. and wasn't it back in the early two thousands that there was a president there that the, the Democrats were in charge and said, well he can, nom- you know whoever can nominate a, pre- a Supreme Court judge, but we're not going to confirm it until after the election, so. So it's kind of been a precedent set from both sides in the last, well, within 20 years. I mean, anyone with a lick of sense knows that if Hillary Clinton had won the election in 2016, that uh, this year, if she were in the shoes of Donald Trump right now and, say, Democrats were in charge in the Senate... And there was there's a risk, according to the polls, that you know Hillary might not get elected come November. You know, damn good and well, she would nominate someone tomorrow. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and as you just said, there was what it happens. Tw- it's happened twenty nine times, and there's been twenty nine nominations. Yep. Now, of those twenty nine nominations, how many were confirmed? Now that I'm not exactly sure. I mean, you know, because like you said, Obama did nominate one, which did not get confirmed before the election. I don't. I'm not sure what that number would be. Yep, and and whoever whoever the Republican was back in the early two thousands didn't with the Democrats being in charge of the Senate. So so it's been, you know, it's been a president set here for within the last twenty years, and as you say, even longer than that with the with the twenty nine of them, but. That's uh, just just wonderful. More wasted time, wasted politics, and wasted money. M- more f- more food and fodder for the anti-Trump media. Yep, yep, exactly. Got to have something to make the dramatic news, and and that's kind of like where the hurricanes, like Cuba, was saying with the hurricanes. You know, anything anything for the dramatic news. But 
But I don't know. I think I think they ought to start talking about the new ice age that's coming. Don't don't you think there's a new ice age coming with how yep. cold it's been? Yep. I bet you that cement pond of yours could get froze over before you get the cover put on it. You know, and then but hey, that'll make it real easy. You'd be able to walk across it then to put the cover on it. There's a thought. Well, as uh, always, horse feathers. Good to hear from you. Happy Monday. Be safe out there and stay warm. Right. Absolutely. We got propane burning. Maybe it, right. it might be a good season for the propane haulers. All right, the Trump campaign stepping in this past day, doesn't you, to say, listen, we're going to clear up this discussion, the debate uh, about a Supreme Court nomination. And I quote, when there is a Supreme Court vacancy, the president selects a nominee. The Senate provides advice and consent. That is what the Constitution says, and that's it. Those are the only rules. There's Again, there's been an open seat on the Supreme Court in a presidential election year 29 times. And again, in every single case, the then president has nominated a candidate. Now, how many were confirmed? Uh, that number they don't give. Americans can see the names on the president's list of potential nominees. While Joe Biden is hiding his list of people he'd consider if he were president. Biden knows he's an empty vessel for the radical left, and that's why he's refusing to be honest with the American people about who he would want on the court. But make no mistake about this. The president has been clear he will nominate a female to fill the seat, and the Senate should vote to confirm her. Let me see. According to undercover Uber, 61 Supreme Court justice picks have been nominated and confirmed since 1900. 70% of them were confirmed within 46 days, which oddly is the exact number of days yesterday was until Election Day. So there you have it. The whole question with this is, with everyone trying to get him to not nominate somebody, are the people that are not going to vote for him anyway going to change their vote if he does what they say? Hmm. No. So why <laughs> do it? <laughs> what, what difference is it going to make? Right. All right. With that, we get a quick timeout. Lines available here on a Monday. It's 888-860-8785 on America's Trucking Network. This is the Miami Valley Gaming Racing Report on America's Trucking Network. Here are the Bristol winners and losers from action over the weekend. Winners, Kevin Harvick, only two drivers in the quarter century have won 10 cup races in a season. Jimmy Johnson in 2007 and Jeff Gordon from 96 to 98. Harvick's win at Bristol marked his career-high ninth of the season. He appears headed to join that elite class. Austin Dillon had a 12-place finish Saturday night. wasn't memorable, but it was good enough to get him to advance into the second round of the playoffs. Kyle Busch finished second, scoring top 10 finishes in all three first-round playoff races. It's the first time this season he's had three consecutive top 10s. Chase Briscoe won the Xfinity Series race at Bristol for his seventh victory of the season. And Sam Mayer, the 17-year-old, won his first career truck race and followed that a few hours later by winning the ARCA race at Bristol. 
Among the losers after action at Bristol this past weekend included Ryan Blaney, who failed to advance to the second round, a round where he could be among the favorites to win a race, and William Byron, his playoffs ended with contact before the halfway mark. This is the Miami Valley Gaming Racing Report on America's Trucking Network. Sig Dennison reporting for America's Trucking Network. who have the app. Download iHeartRadio for free today and start listening. iHeartRadio. All right, lines available. It's 888-860-8785 here on a Monday, Monday, everybody's favorite day. Oh, is this BK? Yeah, this is BK. How you doing tonight? Morning. Good. Early hours. That's right. It is morning. It is morning, yes. <laughs> I'm always listening, guys. Y'all crack me up. My husband comes out here. I'm laying on the couch sometimes. Listen, he says, are you ever going to fall asleep? I said, if these guys quit having good topics on me, fall asleep. But anyways, my my concern is that, you know, I'm a citizen. I've been since today all my life, and I'm American. And, you know, and, and, and we have these very educated governors, Senate, everybody. And, and when you become a president, don't you have to have, like, a, you know, be a person of, of power, you know, and, and know what you're saying and know what you want, know what you're doing for the people? I mean, and, and have a checkup, a health checkup to make sure you're stable enough, mental enough to become. I mean, this is the president of America, the United States of America. I mean, he, he he's not just becoming a teacher. I mean, he's becoming a person that takes care of all of us, of all of us. You know how the, all this protesting has been going on? We all need to protest Joe Biden. Because the man, I, I've been watching him and listening, and I've studied him. I've YouTube. You, you, I've you think his health is a, a little bit in question? I, I, I guess is is what Donald it's Trump talks about his his cognitive ability. I think most agree there's there's an issue there, but yeah, we got to get a news update. We'll return after this on ATN. Meanwhile, around the country, it's 888-860-8785 here on a Monday. Ah, of course, the pandemic took a lot of things away from life as we knew it this year. But uh, Brian Bossman Martin of Four State Trucks in Joplin, Missouri, uh, was determined to find a way. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. For the guilty by association truck show to go on, uh, even if it meant approaching things in a whole new way. Uh, Try to imagine a guilty by association truck show with no diesel drag races. 
Uh, how about no truck and tractor pull, no burnouts, uh, no big-time Saturday night concert where there's 4,500 of us standing shoulder-to-shoulder under the streetlights in downtown Joplin. Well, according to our friends at Landline, uh, imagine they did. First, the biannual in-person show was postponed until next year. Second, they created a live streaming event to feed the need for some authentic, guilty-by-association truck show fun. You don't want to miss out on some epic burnouts and getting to see some incredible trucks. Uh, It'll just be from the comfort of your recliner or your sleeper, the Guilty by Association Truck Show. This year will be a four-hour live streaming event coming up this Friday, September the 25th. It'll be broadcast on the Four State Trucks Facebook and YouTube pages. Martin said, we really see this as an event like a kind of like a Super Bowl party. We want people to grab some friends, cook up some food, tune in. It's going to be four hours, lots of fun stuff. Giveaways, contest will cap off with a $30,000 pile of parts giveaway, co-sponsored by OOIDA. Uh, the event will include truck walk-arounds, interviews, vendor spotlights, uh, a walking tour of four state trucks. Uh, there will be an interactive contest with substantial prizes as well as a parts giveaway and a super sale to benefit Special Olympics of Southwest Missouri. Leave it to Brian Martin and the folks at Four State Trucks to figure out a way to put together a fun event in the middle of a pandemic, according to Awida's Executive Vice President, Louis Hume. He said, we're excited to be a part of the show again this year and really looking forward to getting together in person again Next year, patience, my friend, patience. Hello, Double R. Well, hello, Steve. How you doing, brother? Not half bad. Uh, what's going on in your world? How was your weekend? Just rolling, uh, rolling, rolling? Uh, yeah, we just left uh, Sonoma Racetrack. Uh, they had an event out there, and uh, I don't know how they did it, but, you know, uh, California's got all their events and everything shut down due to the pandemic, and uh, this event was thrown, uh, carried on by Ford Motor Company, and uh, uh, I'm wondering if Ford just made a deal with the state of California, um, let us have this event, and we'll give you some free respirators or something, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, I just... Hold on, I just woke the boss up. She's getting ready to start driving, but I wanted to call you. Can you do what? Oh, she'll, she'll be, be listening. listening. Well, that's nice. That's nice. He says you better if you know what's good for you. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, while I, hey, uh, um, with this uh, Supreme Court justice uh, ordeal going on, I listened to. Uh, Cunningham, uh, the, you know, because I thought you were on at midnight. I had, yeah, uh, right. Yeah. So you caught, and, him, uh, you caught anyhow, him a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had uh, some guy on there. Uh, 
from out west, uh, I think out of Vegas. I, I can't remember his name, but the guy came up with a great idea. Why don't uh, Trump just make his pick and just ram it right on through? I mean, the Democrats are not wanting him to do it anyhow. Why can't he, you know, the guy has a great idea. You know, just make your pick, get the Senate to vote on it, and let's just push it right on through. I think there's some question. I mean, there's a question in regards to some Senate Republicans who may not. I mean, there's several, I believe, that have said that they won't cast a vote, so that they would abstain or whatever. They so, I think we've only got a what is it a 53 to 47 majority. So through a three if three Republicans yeah, decide they don't want to vote, uh, I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if they can get them through. Well, that, that'd be the smart thing to do, just to show them, hey, I'm not putting up with your crap. Right. You know? Well, I mean, I'm but, I'm sure he is going to present McConnell, uh, his his nominee, uh-huh. sometime this week. They're saying, and it, Mitch says he'll put it up for a vote in the in the Senate. So well, be- well, well, I heard there's possibility of two of them. One of them is out of Indiana, and the other one was out of uh, the Miami area. Uh, I don't know how true that is, but uh, have you heard anything on that? I, I know they've they, they've been talking or? about there's yeah a couple of females that are kind of like on the on the short list as they say to be the right, nominee. Right, right. And like I said, I I yeah. don't know their names off the top of my head. It's, it it may be in one of these stories I've got before me here, but I mean, okay. am, am I am I alone in thinking that if the table were turned, like I said, if, if Hillary were elected four years ago? And there was the threat. Her and poss- Schumer would push it right through, buddy. Bingo. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah, you know, and I would do the same thing. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you know, that's uh, it's a, it's a God's truth, and I think we all know that. And uh, <clears throat> no, I, I just I just want to call and put my two cents in on it. I mean, um, I don't know. I I know Pelosi. She's going to show her. Oh yeah, yeah. You know she she loves that word impeachment. So uh, <laughs> let's I don't know. I get, let's see what happens. Haven't I guess we've so. been there, done that for crying out loud. Oh my God! I, the woman will not learn. I, I mean, really, she. <laughs> it's crazy. I hope she gets uh, gets knocked out this year and. Uh, Somebody else takes her place. I don't think we could brain. get. I don't think we could get so lucky. Well, we could just keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I'm over here in uh, just outside of Cheyenne. Here, I'm looking at uh, 44 degrees. And uh, is, this, we're headed is your it way, still so. smoky out there, or is it does the smoke? No, it's really the smoke is not really bad. We. Uh, it has been, but, uh, you know, um, I think we got out of it uh, where, up there by Winnemucca. Yeah, right there in Winnemucca, Nevada, uh, right, right before we went into Utah. And it started clearing out, you know, not as thick. And then uh, I believe by the time I got to Salt Lake, it was, it was actually fairly decent, you know. But... Uh, yeah, it's 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 fairly decent right now. So um I'm glad to be out of it. 
Well, that's good to hear because I know it's still fires are still raging out there. So, uh, yeah, uh, you said that. Uh, well, I'll wait till you announce it. But uh, there's some more. They they got some more started up out here. Yeah, down uh, down well uh, down toward Los Angeles again and whatnot. Now some somewhere oh, out in the uh, even out in the desert. They're saying. Huh. Man, oh man! It's twenty. So, it's twenty twenty. Everything's crazy. <laughs> well, I heard all kinds of things like Antifa and these uh, organizations have have stuff to do with uh, some of these fires. I don't know how That's, true that is. It, it but, is. It know. is. Some of them have been started like that. Not all, but some. That is true. Man, that's cr- that is absolutely crazy. Well, listen, Steve. I'm gonna get off here and let somebody else get in. Uh, Nita says she'll be listening. I'll be sleeping. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, get, get uh, yeah. some beauty rest. You need it. All right, about uh, fourteen before the hour, and we'll come back. Yeah, got more on the uh, the wildfires. And I, I don't know who who are they asking when they take these polls? Where we've been talking about polls for years, how they were wrong in twenty sixteen. Many saying they they think they're wrong going into this November. Uh, but a majority of Americans, according to the poll over the weekend, which they say, including many Republicans, want the winner of the November election to name a successor to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. W- would you be buying into that? According to the, this is a, a Reuters Ipsos poll released on Sunday. We'll give you more on that. But trying to t- trying to convince me that even Republicans are saying, "Let's wait and see who wins the election." I don't I don't think so. But without a quick timeout, back after this on America's Trucking Network. A lot of times when you talk about these polls, you got to get down and look at the. The margin of error, they call it. Plus or minus two percentage points. Plus or minus three percentage points. Yeah, plus or minus four percentage points. You know, when you get to the you know to that kind of territory, four percentage points, that's a pretty wide range. I mean you could sweep a you know, it could be a eight point sweep in one way or the other. So again, that's when I see a poll that has that big of a margin of error. It's not a real accurate poll. But uh, the poll conducted over the weekend, uh, the 19th and the 20th, uh, Saturday and Sunday, after Ginsburg passed away, uh, suggesting many Americans object to President Trump's plan, backed by many Senate Republicans, to push through another nominee. Poll found... 62% of American adults agree the vacancy should be filled by the winner of the election November 3rd. 23% disagreed, and the rest said they're not sure. Now, not surprisingly, 8 out of 10 Democrats uh, said, well, let's wait till after the election. And this is the one that I don't hardly buy. 5 out of 10. 50% of Republicans agree that the appointment should wait till after the election. Again, I'm not buying it. 
Of course, the president has to have the support of the Senate, which is a 53 to 47 Republican majority right now. So far, two Republican senators already have publicly said they think the winner should make the nomination. That's not surprisingly, Susan Collins of Maine and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. And last I checked, Susan Collins of Maine is in the, the battle of her life yeah, to win re-election in that state. Uh, in other words, we may have a Democrat replacing Susan Collins of Maine following the election in November. It looks like that's a distinct possibility. All right, Senate Republican Majority Leader Mitch McConnell vowing that that a vote will take place uh, in the coming weeks during Trump's term. Now, of course, the mainstream says, look at the hypocrisy, because Mitch McConnell refused uh, to take up Barack Obama's nominee, Merrick Garland, back in 2016. Uh, who died 10 months before that election. Uh, Here's the key, though. If Democrats controlled the Senate leading up to that, undoubtedly they would have taken the vote. Now, if there were a Republican in the presidential seat, Uh, Say, for instance, John McCain had actually won over Barack Obama, but the Democrats had control of the Senate leading up to the 2016 election. Uh, Do do you think the the Senate would take up a vote on a Republican president's nominee? Yeah, we, we know. We know for a fact it, the the game goes both ways, and that that's why it's so crucial as to who holds the majority in the House and the Senate. It's the only way to look at it. At this point, they say that this does not appear to have given either of the parties much of an advantage. Uh, what is already an incendiary campaign season. Let's see. Poll found 30% of of American adults said Ginsburg's passing will make them more likely to vote for Biden. 25% said that her passing will make them more likely to support Donald Trump. 38% said it's not really going to have an impact. Most people already have their mind made up, don't they? I, I know they always talk about those... Uh, independent voters, uh, those that supposedly actually just just wait to the very last minute. You know, they say some actually go to their polling place you know, still kind of straddling the fence, not sure who they're going to vote for, which I can't imagine that. But All right, this particular poll was here. Here's the numbers conducted online. Uh, they gathered responses from 1,006 adults. 463 were Democrats, 374 were Republicans. So nearly 100 more Democrats versus Republicans in the poll. Uh, So the credibility interval, plus or minus four percentage points. 
Again, not a real reliable poll, but those are the numbers. And it is five before the hour. I'll get back at it right after this on America's Trucking Network. Couple moments before news update time. Oh, you a big fan of blueberries? Who was that guy that used to call? He ran the. He was a driver of a truck, but I'm trying to remember. I think it was Mister. Was it Mister T? You know, he always talked a lot about uh, what's going on with the stock market and all that. Uh, but talked about his blueberry farms. Uh, the blueberry, synonymous with the United States. Uh, but farmers of the wild crop are struggling, apparently. David Yarborough is unequivocal about this summer's wild blueberry harvest in Maine, uh, which he says, quote, it has been terrible. Uh, Professor Yarborough, an expert in the berries at the University of Maine's horticulture department, uh, spent 28 years advising and helping farmers in the far northeastern state. He said the 2020 crop, which has been picked over the past month, uh, will be limited. Uh, It's due to the weather. We had a series of frosts at the beginning of June and then pretty significant drought all summer long. So we have much less fruit, and the berries are much smaller. It's a disaster. Now, if this wasn't bad enough for Maine's 500 or so blueberry farms, uh, it comes across a, a backdrop of being caught up in the president's trade war with China. A global glut of blueberries and the impacts of COVID-19. Now, there are, in simple terms, two types of blueberry plants, the wild and the cultivated. Yeah, The wild side is native to the northeastern states, particularly Maine, and then on over the border into Canada. All right, we're up against the clock here. Get a news update. More to come after this on America's Trucking Network. This is News Radio 700 WLW. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.